just wash our hands? That's it? Well, <laughs> the number one thing that I wish to get out to the community is really to take a level of personal responsibility and when you're sick to stay home. Right. It's hard, especially in the competitive spirit we live in here in the United States. There's financial struggles for many people. Yeah. They want to do better. If you're sick, you have to stay home. You're yeah. doing it to protect other people who cannot protect themselves. So yeah. that's number one. Washing hands is important. I used to say don't touch your face because that is good advice, but that's like saying don't think of a pink elephant. Yeah. Greetings, girls and gays. And welcome back to another episode of Us Spiraling. What a time to be alive. And that's weighted. <laughs> but we'll get into that later. Luckily, we have a very special and disturbingly attractive guest on the show today to calm our nerves and teach us how to be clean and healthy. Which is something we all apparently need to work on. Yes, and we all know that Justin and I are very unwell. Should we begin? I'm Justin Moran. And I'm Peyton Dix. And this is Internet-y, where each week we break down all the celebrities, stories, memes, and trends that you should give a shit about online. Okay, Justin, aside from all the chaos, how are you doing? I'm doing, like, okay, I guess. Everything seems to be extra chaotic. <laughs> I thought this was your space of positivity. What happened no, to that? No, <laughs> I'm taking a break to be extremely negative this week. Okay, I've actually missed that in you. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's fair considering everything that's going on yeah, in the world. Yeah, it's been a troubling time. Mm -hmm. So how's your week going? It is, I'll say, safe and sound that it's been tough. Yeah. I, like, have, I can't tell if every morning I wake up and I'm like, I have corona. Or I just have anxiety. Like, I'm not I'm not sure. I know. Suddenly my anxiety feels different than it's ever felt before. Yeah. I, like, Deep very slightly coughed. And I was like, and this is, this is this how is it ends. It. This, this is, is it. me. But is there anything positive, any peak on your end this week? Justin, you know, there is. I've got a peak. <laughs> you, know, you know I always come out with Tell positivity. Peak. My peak this week was Celine Dion living and giving and stunting and stomping on our throats. Mm -hmm. She's been serving. And also, like, I was watching Rose Damu's Instagram story because she went to her concert. And yeah. I was like, why didn't I think about buying tickets? Like, she ate that shit up. It looks like everyone went to her concert, too. Yeah. I feel very left out now. I, I feel absolutely lost so well. feel left out. But um, particularly not just her, you know, living it up because, you know, the sidewalk is her red carpet, but uh, the video. And, <laughs> and you know what I'm about I to say. I know exactly which video you're talking about. <laughs> the double E video of Frida Solomon, good sis, singing Celine Dion to Celine Dion. Which is the biggest risk you could it, ever take hey, in your life. Hey, that's a bold choice. Yeah. I would just say thank you, but I don't know if I would be like, and now, here's my time to shine. <laughs> right. Wait, what did she sing again? I don't know what song it was. Was it My Heart Will Go On? Because that no. would, okay, thank God. That would have been like too cliche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celine yeah. would have drove off. Yeah. But she did stop her driver. Like, so the clip that I saw was just like Celine Dion looking and like sternly as if like, bitch, what the hell? But she actually like was really into the moment she was like so grateful she like made her driver stop before he started pulling off again yeah to listen to her full verse so no shade to that girl that was like honestly you have more balls than i ever have none but still <laughs> you have more balls than i have yeah so proud of you sis but that really kept me going yeah 
<laughs> Can you relate? <laughs> Can no, you keep I, going? No, if I was in the presence of Celine Dion, I would cower and yeah. like not be able to speak, let alone sing an entire yeah. fucking song. I would song. just give her my wallet. Yeah. Like, you don't even need this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was your peak? Um, I don't have peaks this week. Oh. I only have Oh pits. my God, this is a... <laughs> I know, I told I'm you. I'm calling the cops, I'm Justin. feeling extremely <laughs> negative. Like, the world is ending, I only have pits. Oh. And unfortunately, my first pit has to do with the wealthiest YouTuber, or I guess it's technically the YouTuber that gets the most ad money, which is oh. a pair of fo- like four, it's like brothers, and one's four and one's six. So it's us. So it's us. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're the so brothers. Jealous? But they apparently make $300,000 per YouTube video, and their names are sure. Vlad and Nikita. Sure, sure. So they're white, just so they're, for clarity. And I white. read that review, by the way, of whoever <laughs> talked about me saying I always find a way to insert white people and dragging them into a conversation. And that is a skill of mine. So thank you for And here it is. Here yeah, it is. Early Here's on. Here's the one of the episode. <laughs> but I can't even imagine what it would be like to be four and six and making that much money. Right. That's hateful. I think they're like German. I watched a video in anticipation of talking about this in more detail. And it's like the kind of creepy PBS videos that we grew up watching, but on YouTube. And they're like with a German accent. Like what are they saying or doing? It's like they're playing in like play pens and their parents are like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like children that are not my, <laughs> children up. are not something that I'm well versed in even <laughs> discussing or thinking about. Yeah. But these ones are rich as fuck. Well, I love that about a person, but I don't love children creating content in general. <laughs> it's not for me. I can't wait to read, I guess like in, what would it be like 20 years? Their memoir about like how this extreme success early on has destroyed their life. Yeah. Is that evil well, to say? Or maybe they'll make a pop. Maybe <laughs> kind of, but yeah. like I said, no. Like to you be nice. are destined yeah. for failure, but they'll be rich. Maybe they'll make a pop album. I love a shitty, shitty pop album from someone who doesn't deserve you to do make it. You do love a shitty pop album, <laughs> and that's a different podcast. Give me Vlad and Nikita's debut <laughs> yeah, album. Yeah. I'll, I'll write I'm about it. I'm just gonna hope that they're gay because that's all I can do these days. Yeah. And on that note, <laughs> what is your pit this week? Well, I have two bits this week. So I'm really coming for your gig, actually, <laughs> first <laughs> yeah, of all. Yeah, negativity. I'm jealous. <laughs> um, so my first pit is, I had a hard time making this my pit, but I decided it was J-Lo and A-Rod's TikTok flip the switch yeah. post. Yeah. That, I don't, I don't think I wanted that. <laughs> Did you hate it? I like, People at loved first it. I loved it because J-Lo in like an oversized jacket looking dikey. Yeah, yeah. Duh, of course I want that. That's my beat. And like A-Rod's like sort of bold in her little dress. I love the flip this, how Flip the Switch is like letting us play with gender expression. Yeah, like, wait, so for people fun. who don't know Flip the Switch, like yeah. what is it? So it's a TikTok trend or <laughs> challenge where you like Drake's song plays and then when it goes like, when you literally flip the switch, you flip your actual switch. Like that doesn't make sense. Hold on. What do you call the things that I like stared up you to just, the ceiling and I was like, that's call? called something. <laughs> that thing up we there. Got there. The light switch, you mm-hmm. switch and then your outfit is on the other person. So you do yeah. it in like twos. So they did that with their outfits and switched, you know, her little fun slutty dress and like his like suit jacket thing. Wait, so you didn't like it? I think I was just like, 
not into it at the end of the day. I don't know. I wanted to be more into it, but I realized I was just into it because I'm gay. Yeah. You know? I mean, at least they fully did it because people were right. talking about like Beyonce <laughs> and Jay-Z in one of the music videos where she plays Jay-Z, but Jay-Z doesn't play Beyonce. Mm-hmm. It's like Jay-Z. at least. Yeah, Jay-Z, if you're <laughs> Jay-Z. listening to this, which I know you are. Um, <laughs> he's one of our favorite listeners, I know. actually. He calls in him. often. Yeah, it just wasn't for me. I decided at the end okay. of the day. Hot take. That's fair. There, I said it. Wait, so you have a second pit? Yeah, but we'll get to that in a second. What's your oh, pit? My second pit. Oh my god. Okay, Marnie the dog died. See, I don't even know who that is. Okay, you definitely and I don't do. Really care. Okay, I I will say that <laughs> I think we've, we've talked about like viral dogs or pets dying before, yeah, and I think the assumption is that they've died a long time ago. Marnie is the dog that has the tongue hanging out the side of its oh, mouth. Oh no no no! I don't want it. But what's crazy is she lived to be eighteen. Then I definitely don't want it. I don't like old dogs. But I guess maybe it's a peak because we had her for so long. I thought dogs died when they were like 12. Am, am I Did wrong? Did you have a dog? I thought that was the normal life expectancy. 18 years old? That's an old dog. Like, we were lucky to have Marnie that long. And she gave us... Justin's what? really reaching for me to connect to him on this. I'm like, and I'm just like come scooting on. away slowly. Like, careful. I want to be clear that I don't even think Marnie's that cute. But I just appreciate... Age. I appreciate how appreciate? I appreciate how ugly she was in the face of like public scrutiny. Right in this age, in this yeah. day and age, yeah. where everything's a filter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice she to was see. like, "No, I'm actually <laughs> ugly." <Yeah. laughs> wow, well, I guess R.I.P. Marnie the dog. <laughs> Jesus, Justin's really having a hard day. So, <laughs> okay, so back to your pit then. Well, my second pit, which is also our deep dive, is of course related to. COVID-19, or as she's also known, coronavirus. And it can't not be our pit, because <sighs> yeah. we're, like, barely in this recording studio being okay. Yeah. Especially New York has the most cases in the country. Yeah. In Westchester specifically, which is so I know. random. I think it was, like, funny, and we were all kind of like, ha-ha, corona for a long time, and now it's like, oh, shit, this is actually a thing that's affecting everyone. Right. So here we go. So here we go. We might not ever be able to record again in person. I'm not going to say that out loud. I guess that's like, sorry. Sorry, shit. Okay, well, hopefully our guest calms our nerves. That being said, I think now is a perfect time for us to introduce our special guest and really unpack what's going on with this virus. So keep listening because we know you're just as anxious as we are. Our guest today is Dr. Mike, People Magazine's sexiest doctor alive, which is a really crazy accomplishment on your end. <laughs> yeah, Congratulations. I, I think that's more of a, an award for my family probably than it is to myself because they made me and oh, I okay. didn't really earn this one. Wow. <laughs> like we done good. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's sweet. Um, and you also have a YouTube channel that has medically themed entertainment. Yeah, exactly. For 5 million subscribers we just hit the other day. Pretty okay, crazy. 5 million okay. flex. Five million. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we got to celebrate it somehow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you were supposed to give a lecture tonight at Johns Hopkins, but it had to be canceled. And so now you're here joining us tonight, which is an honor. An honor. <laughs> an honor. Yeah, sorry, Johns Hopkins. We had to uh, pivot a little More bit on the coronavirus. Things. More important yeah. things. <laughs> this podcast, baby. Um, thank you for joining us. Where can we follow you, actually, before we get yeah, into Yeah, um, all my handles are pretty much the same. It's doctor spelled out, uh, Mike. And if you just search me, I'm apparently the only Dr. Mike on the web. I was going to say, I was surprised it's just Dr. Mike. Yeah. You really got that one. I've, I've Other been mics lucky. Are yeah, yeah, I know. There's a lot of people that say I'm the original Dr. Mike because I started this 30 <laughs> years ago. And I'm like, well, social media. That's <laughs> the, where, that's where the, the power of social the media, baby. Is, yeah. 
So Corona. So Corona. <laughs> like, let's get into the topic on the tip of all of our tongues. The hot topic. Yeah. We were just talking about Corona beers and how that actually was a ploy from the PR yeah. team. Well, what happened was an article came out and it seemed like every news agency picked it up and the yeah. headline was 38% of people in the U.S. believe that uh, Corona beer has something to do with coronavirus or won't drink Corona beer because of the coronavirus. Right. And then when we started fact-checking this, which is part <laughs> of what I do, actually, that's what my YouTube channel is all about. It's about... Yeah. Uh, busting myths, finding misinformation. And when I saw this, I'm like, I have a little bit more faith <laughs> yeah. in the general public. <laughs> Come on. So when I looked at it, it was a PR firm that uh, gave five questions to a focus group. And one of the questions had nothing to do with coronavirus. It just said, how likely are you to consume corona at this time? And there was individuals who don't drink corona on the focus panel that were included in that survey. When you compare it to the question when they asked, does the coronavirus impact your buying of Corona the beer? People said no, and like only two percent said yes. That's insane. Oh. Yeah. I also heard the sample was pretty small too. Like they didn't sample enough people yeah. for it actually to be representative exactly. of you know whatever. You know, anyway, made a good yeah. story, and uh, <laughs> they're great at PR. Which they're is, great guess, at PR. Uh, I also was like, I saw like right after I saw that trending, I saw Medello trending, and I was like, I'm fucking logging <laughs> off. Oh like, my I'm god. Done. Well, I'm what done. about Tito's? <laughs> Tito's was trending for being like a hand sanitizer. Like they put out a press release. Oh, oh yeah. We should not be a hand oh sanitizer. My god. Oh my god, it's all a Look mess. at capitalism, you guys. Yeah. I will say, I did see a stack of Corona beers at my local grocery store on sale. Wow. So. So I'm ready to end. This <laughs> <So laughs> is how I feel. Yeah. It is spring break after all. So tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so um, I'm a Russian-born fella, not a spy. Uh, nice. I came to the United States Love when I was... Love that clarity. <laughs> yeah. I feel like nowadays I have to put that out there. Yeah. Um, I came when I was six years old with my family. My father was a physician back in Russia, started medical school all over again for the second time in his life, new language because he saw better opportunities for us here. And I got to witness that. And as a young guy watching my father go through all this struggle. I said, you know what? I'm in love with medicine. I want to do this. I love the relationship he has with his patients. And I pursue the same exact goal. I wanted to do it as fast as humanly possible. So I got into, luckily, a seven-year accelerated program. So I was one of the youngest doctors in my hospital upon graduation at age 24. Wow. Doogie Hauser was the nickname. I got a lot <laughs> <laughs> going I'm around. Just thinking about me at 24 and how that wasn't what I was doing. <laughs> but that's amazing for you. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and then after my first year of being a resident, I had a little viral moment, which as a doctor, viral moment sounds kind of counterintuitive to, to being positive, <laughs> yeah. but it was a good viral well, moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, not like the viral moment we have now. And I got popular, but it wasn't for my research. It wasn't for being the youngest doctor or for connecting on social media. It was for being a good looking doctor, mm. which like, <laughs> isn't that the way? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even though you're all the above, you know, but, I appreciate that. Yeah. I think it really came during a time when people, regular people were getting famous for being good looking. Like there was the weather person, the doctor, um, the dentist, yeah. like everyone in a police officer like every profession had its own person people were desperate for a hottie in those <laughs> I was like we can fields. bring that back yeah gonna, Justin and I are the hottest <laughs> podcast hosts. we're the hottest podcast <laughs> hosts uh, we should pitch that to People Magazine yeah, yeah. alright you're that. doing it People Magazine pay attention <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, I also will say that you are wearing a suit, which most of the time we don't see suits in this podcast recording. I love that for you. Yes. And it looks great. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I had to uh, represent uh, 
the medical folks on television all day today, keeping people calm, alert, not anxious about yeah. this coronavirus because people are afraid. Yeah. They're panicking. They're making yeah. some bad decisions as a result. I like alert, not anxious because I feel tag. like, like as someone who deals with anxiety, it is really hard to not like spiral every morning you wake up. Yeah, but it's like at the same point, you can only do so much and you can take care of yourself, and that's kind of like where I've been putting my head at least. But how is like hospitals been for? <laughs> Well, in hospitals, it's scary because we're on the front lines of this and any moment someone can come in, especially early on when we didn't know that the virus was already here, my patients could have easily had coronavirus and they could have spread it amongst themselves. Luckily, they didn't. Um, What what I'm trying to figure out is where we go from here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And my role is... A, keep people calm. B, keep them as informed as possible of what they can be doing. Alert them to any changes that are going on from our knowledge of this virus. It is a new virus. Yeah. It's a new strain of a coronavirus. And maybe uh, your listeners aren't aware, coronavirus represents a strain of many, di- a type of strain of many different viruses. In fact, the common cold that we experience, we've probably had a coronavirus. Right, right. So this is this novel coronavirus. It's a different type. It mutated. It came into our population. Now it's spreading across the world. And our job as physicians is to quarantine those who are sick, try to limit its spread for one main reason, to protect those who are elderly, those who are immunocompromised, or have otherwise serious medical conditions. So that's my job, (laughs) to do that as much as possible. How do you keep people calm without withholding information from them? I think you. Ha- I I think my colleagues have not given enough credit to the general population. I think people have a great job at remaining calm under pressure as long as you treat them like adults. You give them all the information, you tell them what the risks are, and you allow them to make the best decisions for themselves and their families. For example, if we go on and start telling people, this virus, it's getting all of us, when people are already nervous, right, we're right. putting yeah. fuel on the fire. Yeah. Right. Like, how is that helping? It's <laughs> not helping at all. In fact, what they're doing is people are going on and buying masks because they see their celebrity friends wear right. masks when they don't need to. And what happens is us on the front lines as health professionals, we need those masks. So when a patient comes in and has the coronavirus, oh. we give it to them right. so they don't give it to us. Right. So it's creating a shortage because people are panicked. Whoa, I've yeah. never thought about it That's like that. That's the thing I've been I've been seeing the most of because so many I was in the airport recently like Okay, a few weeks ago, it's fine. Um, but <laughs> just for clarity, um, but the amount of masks that I saw just in line was yeah. insane. And it's just like, first of all, like I, this dude was like scratching his face, and I was like, "You're not even. You're defeating yeah. the purpose of even having this mask on." And I, not to name names, but a few celebrities <laughs> have been posting their masks, mm-hmm. and it's just like you're now perpetuating that to an even bigger audience of exactly. people that will follow suit, and it's. So who should wear masks or when should you start wearing a mask? Yeah, those cheap surgical masks that we see everyone wearing, they don't pretty much do anything for you to help you because most people, when they're putting them on, they're touching their face. They're they're still porous enough to let the virus through on different sides. So it's not great. The types of masks we wear in the hospitals are called N95 masks. They have to be fit tested to make sure that they fit and actually Mm. protect you from the virus. Um, The people who need masks are those who are sick to not get other people sick. Because the way this virus spreads is through respiratory droplets. So when you sneeze, I'm sure you've seen in slow motion, Mm -hmm. that when a person sneezes, all these little droplets, micro droplets pop out. (laughs) Those are what get you sick. So if you have a mask, it prevents that from going all over the place. It limits the spread of the virus. See, that's interesting because I heard, and again, it's like the spread of misinformation. I heard that people were, you should wear masks because it stops you from touching your face. So is that not true? I think it's the exact opposite. You touch your face more because you're adjusting the mask. You're taking it on and off. Just coming here, I I had to take a little break and walk my dog. And there was a gentleman 
pulled his mask off and was smoking and touching his face with his <laughs> and I'm like guy You're like, like do you oh realize God. the optics of this yeah. you look crazy yeah that's unfortunate I mean speaking of misinformation what do you think some of the biggest like misconceptions are well I see people taking advantage of those who are vulnerable and scared by trying to sell them things mm. uh, saying supplements have proven track records to help with this virus totally untrue right zinc lozenges elderberry syrups mega doses of vitamin c none of that has been proven to prevent or treat this novel coronavirus so people who are trying to sell you something be very skeptical right. and weary of that. i did just order zinc so just for the just so, for the room no this is awesome. hold me accountable yeah <laughs> i did it this yeah. is really good for us to talk about because recently there was a study that came out that said zinc actually shuts down this virus right uh -huh. yeah and everyone got very excited including myself but now we have to take it one step further and be true experts and read the study. The study found that true zinc, once it gets inside your cells, it actually shuts down the replication of this virus. Cool, right? Except in this study, they found that the zinc can't enter the cell. They had to create a zinc ionophore, which is like a little gateway for the zinc to enter the cell. And only then did the zinc stop the virus. Oh. So when we okay. take a zinc lozenge, yeah. does not do that. Right. So it's like- I've for, taken so many and they're so expensive. Effect. Yeah. yeah, it's for <laughs> effect. It's literally for effect. So like cool. we don't have that ability. So. It's cool for further research, but so for you're the You're a lozenge. dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the way Justin just looked those. at me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is crazy. That, speaking of prices, the way that like Purell has skyrocketed yeah, yeah. in price is, is unwell. It's insane. Well, the crazy thing is hand washing with soap and water is really the number one thing. Yeah. It's better than hand sanitizer. Yeah. yeah. Someone posted a photo on Twitter of like the entire empty Purell row and then all the soap next to it yeah. that was still available. To like buy. I get it. You want to be on the go and doing stuff, but like right. soap and water. I saw this woman on the train this morning Purell her hands and like do the whole thing and then grab the train yeah. Like handle. Yeah. What's the purpose of that? I was yeah. like, you just ruined the whole thing, ma'am. <laughs> you ruined the whole thing. You should have said that to her. Excuse me? Excuse me, ma'am. Tap, tap. You, you ruined just this ruined whole thing? the whole thing. <laughs> and a lot of times uh, I see folks, like their hands, let's say, are dirty from coming in outside, touching things. They take the Purell, they rub it on, and then right away they start touching their face. Right. You have to let the Purell or whatever hand sanitizer dry. Because that's how it kills yeah. the virus. Yeah. So if your hands are still moist with the thing and you're touching for it, like it didn't do its job yet. So yeah. you have to give it a chance just like just putting your hands under water and touching the soap for two seconds is not enough. It's 20 seconds 20 of hand seconds. 20 seconds. Happy birthday. You could hum it twice. Easy, easy life Whoa. hack right there. Wait, so is there anything else we can do besides wash our hands? So I think like it's as the public, it's like that is such a kind of sad thing to hear. Like that's it. That's the only thing that we can do to yeah. prevent this. Just wash our hands? That's it? Well, <laughs> the number one thing that I wish to get out to the community is really to take a level of personal responsibility and when you're sick to stay home. Right. It's hard, especially in the competitive spirit we live in here in the United States. There's financial struggles for many people. Yeah. They want to do better. If you're sick, you have to stay home. You're yeah. doing it to protect other people who cannot protect themselves. So yeah. that's number one. Washing hands is important. I used to say don't touch your face because that is good advice. But that's like saying don't think of a pink elephant. What are you guys right. thinking about right now? Actually, a blue <laughs> elephant. <laughs> sure. I was, oh, okay. well, I was sorry, I'm different and special. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Blue. Blue. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, I thought of a pink elephant, so. so. There you go. That's why I feel like whenever I tell people yeah, don't touch hard. their face, their hands go right to their face. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really But then avoiding it. touching buttons, door handles, like if you can open a door with your hip instead of your hands. Yeah. Wearing gloves, even if they're like leather gloves outside, you're less likely to touch your face wearing a glove. So. Mm. I have a two-part question. What is the most common question you've received on social media about this? And then what is like the craziest question you've received about this? The most common one is about surface. How long do the, the viral pathogens mm. live on the surface? And we don't have an 100% answer, but what the answer looks like, it's several hours to a day or two. Oh, God. And that's really depending on if it's indoors or outdoors. So outdoors, it lives much shorter. Uh-huh. Indoors, longer. On a non-porous surface, like something like glass or steel, it lasts longer than a porous surface like money or clothes. So it really depends. And I urge people to not get freaked out over this because there's been doctors going al- uh, around saying the virus can live up to nine days on certain sur- That was one strain on a very specific thing in a very specific right. environment. That's not the general rule. WHO is saying several hours to a day or two. That's what I like to go with. But so we should be washing our phones regularly. Oh my God, the phone's the dirtiest the phones. thing. Yeah. I have a alcohol pad with me. I, and I felt bad because I bought these like individually wrapped alcohol pads. So I was like, oh shit, this is really bad for the environment. But you know, one thing at a time, right? So, <laughs> but you know, I've been trying to get in the habit of cleaning them because my friend was like, phones are disgusting. Yes. There was a study that just came out, something like phones are seven times more dirty than the toilet seat you sit on. Jesus. And it's true for one reason. Because Ew. your fingers don't touch the toilet seat much. Yeah. Because it's your fingers right. that are dirty, not the cell phone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> your butt is cleaner mm. than your, uh, your butt cheeks, I should say. It's cleaner than your fingers. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> 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 so you want to you wanna borrow one? I, I have a few extra in my purse if you need them. Going back to you for a second, what yeah. made you even want to start a YouTube channel and like care for it the way you have been? You know, I grew up watching a lot of medical TV shows and getting really bad. I would get <laughs> frustrated. I'd be like, wait, I learned that this is totally not the thing. Why are doctors doing this? Why are people talking about it this way? And I said, okay, there's an ability for me to not just teach 30 patients a day that I see in my practice. I can now go on television or on YouTube and educate millions. Yeah. And somehow it's become a reality where I make a coronavirus video and what do you know, two, three, five million people are watching this video and getting their information from a trusted, reliable source. I love that. That's, that's been my passion go-to from day one. When did you start your YouTube again? Two years ago. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. Well, so okay. what, five we million subscribers? Yeah. Five point two. I know. <laughs> Incredible. That's amazing. So that's crazy. I want to talk about Corona some more. We can. Yeah. I just was like, <laughs> no, I know. Curious. I'm like, I'm a Corona machine. Oh, there's been a lot of questions about pets. Don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) You might not want to scream that on the streets. Good point. (laughs) Someone sneezed in the elevator at CNN earlier, and she sneezed, and then she just casually looked back at everyone like, promise, just allergies. That's true. The people that are coughing on the train, I'm like eyeing them. Keep that. Keep that (laughs) over there. Um, I guess like when we're talking about the spread of this information, we just, on paper, we published something about, like, memes and how there's been so much humor attached to coronavirus. Yeah. And I think it's easy to say, like, stop it. Like, you're, you're like, spreading the wrong information. But there are studies that talk about how this is how we collectively cope with just, like, stress yeah, is yeah. humor. So how do you balance, as someone whose practice, like, is very heavily rooted in the internet, how do you practice or how do you balance 
you know, jokes with spreading the right kind of jokes? Like, can humor and factual information exist together? Yeah, mm, I think question. it can. Um, I think humor is important for the human psyche. Um, for example, when I do my speeches like I was going to do at Hopkins today, I would oftentimes ask the audience, uh, who do you think uh, in the hospital setting from a patient population, who do you think likes to laugh the most? And everyone shoots up their hands as the pediatric population, the kids. Mm. Like, no, we all love to laugh. We all love to laugh. We Trick all love question. to have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. So it's about figuring out how we can use this humor to not only be honest as an outlet, right? Because right. comedians sometimes tell the most brutal, honest jokes that are hilarious. Yeah. So we need to figure out how to be honest with it, have the right timing, not right away when people are dying or going through a difficult situation, but also doing it in a way that we're trying to come off good willing mm -hmm. right sort of um like i do a medical memes segment i have probably <laughs> 10 of them where some of them are really mean they're really about mean patients like uh doctor what runs in my family it's like nobody runs in your family because like they're not um, in good shape I see. and we talk about it and then i use that as a jumping off point to learn about why exercise is important or crucial for your health so I'm trying to use the humor as an element to introduce learning. Right. That mm. way we get young folks, instead of watching, sorry, like the Jake Pauls of the world, who do a lot no, of mischief. No, drop the ad. <laughs> <laughs> we get people watching, you know, good health information, yeah. what it's right. like to stay healthy. It does invite you into the conversation in a way that isn't like threatening and scary it's like accessible and fun you can be and honest it's, like it's also, not boring yeah because like, yeah, otherwise learning about health is like uh do i really yeah. need to be right. in a science class right, right. Now? Yeah. did you guys see today that someone fake tweeted that daniel radcliffe had coronavirus did that take off um oh yes many many a journalist who i will not name retweeted it shut oh up <laughs> and then like deleted it being like so sorry do we are there any celebrities that have it <laughs> well that was the whole they it was pinned in a way that was like the, the first, first celebrity, so I guess not that I know of. I wonder if and when that happens, how that will affect the conversation. I mean, like, mm -hmm. do you see us getting, like, three months down the line, like, are we getting through this? Are we going to survive? Well, the human race will survive. This doesn't have a <laughs> fatality rate of 99%. Right. Yeah. Um, just to put in con uh, in comparison, like Ebola has a 50 to 80% mortality rate, depending on which study you look at. Right. This virus, it looks like it's anywhere from 0.5 to 1% when you look at really big samples. So it's not nearly as deadly as those other ones. But what makes it problematic is it spreads a lot easier than those viruses. Right. So you have patients who are not so sick, maybe think they're fine, but are actually spreading it to a lot of people. Yeah. And that number jumps drastically, uh, the lethality number jumps drastically if you're over the age of 80. Right. So something like 15%. Yeah. So obviously those who are elderly or have immunocompromised states, they're taking a big risk by being exposed to a virus like this. So yes, we will survive. The question is, <laughs> Justin, we you will, will survive. live. How to survive uh, optimally. Wow. Um, <laughs> a very, very important question. Yeah. Should we like stay off dating apps? Like, should we not? Be fucking like what? Oh. What do we do? That's, that's a good question. Because I'm curious. Yeah, how like that, hookup culture. Yeah. Like, should can I go home with a stranger? Yeah. I mean, can Justin specifically <laughs> yes. go home with a stranger? I am not your personal <laughs> physician. Um, I think that it's an individual decision weighing risk versus benefit. For example, like crossing the street has inherent risks, right? True. As long as you know that crossing the street, there are cars, cool, you've made the decision, you have accepted those risks. So if you know coronavirus is out there, this person looks healthy, I trust my intuition, you're taking on the risk and it's fine. As long as you're aware. Yeah. I mean, I guess going home with a stranger, you risk being murdered. So it's just a risk. I mean, period. crossing the street with a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that I go home with. 
Just kidding. Jesus, maybe not, honestly. <laughs> I do think group events you should be like right. really yeah. concerned about because there's right. a lot of people who knows who's sneezing, coughing, right. that sort of thing. And there's so many things being canceled left and right right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Met Gala was like, uh-uh, we're here to stay, honey. We've we've got the coin to, yeah. Shut up, they're yeah. still doing it? Yeah. Well, maybe because that... that? The May? second week isn't the yeah it's like the first week in May or something oh, second week in May, but like Coachella is supposed to be postponed postponed to October like stagecoach yeah South by Southwest yeah and they just laid off a third of their full time staff oh today oh that's fucked yeah yeah the way it's affecting Industry. financially yeah, yeah it, it's just like it's insane yeah it's huge because I'm also in this space as well because I run my YouTube channel through ads and appearances yeah. Oh, yeah. and yeah. conferences yeah so. In this two-month period, I have six, seven cancellations for speaking opportunities. Oh, wow. uh, brand deals are put on hold. Who wants to do a skincare ad when people are suffering from coronavirus? Mm -hmm. So like, right, everyone's right. really putting the brakes on everything, which hurts a lot of industries and, totally. and individuals who are living paycheck to paycheck. Right. I wonder when it's going to start picking back up. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Once we see the downtrend, because right now we're going to see a huge spike in the next few weeks. Yeah. Why? Not because more people are really getting sick. Like, yes, that's happening, but also because we're going to be testing more. Yeah. Like we've had a shortage of these testing kits. Now they're coming in. We're going to be testing more people. So more people are going to be diagnosed. Once we see that number hit its peak and then start going on the downtrend, that's when things will improve. In China, actually, in South Korea, they're seeing that downtrend. Yeah. Now. I saw that since Korea was so diligent about cutting off like quarantine people yeah. and being like no 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 like they were able uh, sorry if this is like a wrong number but I think I saw like they were able to cut it down by like 80% or something insane which is like what we hopefully will be doing yeah. soon yeah. <laughs> that's the goal well the way we do that is we quarantine those who are sick yeah. uh, we try and really encourage that quarantine we're not doing using legal methods to do that yet um, but who knows? What will I will say the, the way you enter the room is important for us to call back to via fist bumps. Yes. Oh, so yeah. what are some other? <laughs> I yeah, forgot I about that. Fist bumped in a while. That's a new one for it me. It felt very straight to me. I, I know it. it was. Well, for me, it was like triggering to like like straight like high school bros. But uh, I understand it from a medical standpoint. You know what? It, it feels weird because <laughs> yeah. it feels like it's someone who doesn't want to be like friendly. With yeah. You. Right. Like but when you really go up to someone, like, shake someone's head, like I'll just give you a fist bump. So how should we say hi to? Our friends and loved ones and strangers. I think loved ones, you can, especially if you know them, you're good to just do your normal. <laughs> Go back I think to my I hugged, like, no, 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 no. I hugged you, Peyton. We did hug. Yeah. So. And I think that's yeah. good for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think but if you're ones. seeing lots of people, fist bump, elbow bump, uh, nod, bow, whatever. Yeah. The bow is crazy. And I actually think we should all start doing that. That would be cool. I actually think that too because it will make me feel regal. Like yeah. we bow to one another. I have been doing like the foot hand handshake. Oh, that's like, cool. Like the foot yeah. touch. I'm not thing. on that level. It's I sort know. of like a little. I'm not on that level. <laughs> it's like, like, a little I don't dance. have that kind of time. <laughs> be doing the yeah. That sounds like a TikTok thing. Like, I don't know. I think it might actually like somehow be a TikTok yeah, thing. Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, I have a nod. Yes, it is a TikTok <laughs> thing. Confirmed. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, so how does this affect pets? Because if you look at dogs around New York City, they're like licking the ground. Meanwhile, we're purelling and washing our hands and quarantining ourselves. So how does it affect our girls? There was a, uh, a study <laughs> that came out, not even a study, an article that came out of Asia where they quarantined a dog because the dog tested weekly positive for this novel coronavirus. However, I approached this with a lot of skepticism because the CDC and WHO said no evidence of dogs getting this. Right. What they found out is this dog's owner was tested positive for the virus. And the dog wasn't really ill. It was just carrying on its mouth and nose from licking its owner the oh. response that would make the test positive. So the dog itself wasn't infected. But 
that dog, if it went and licked someone's face, it could have couldn't, it. yeah, spread it. Yeah. So but maybe that's it's just like, like if this pen had it on it. Right. So. Well, right. God, it's so just, like treat it just as if you, you break would, it down like that. Yeah. It's yeah like so if you play with a strange dog, wash your hands after. I played with a strange dog yesterday. But did it lick your face? I tried to get it to honestly. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, maybe we stop really that for now. For <laughs> You're like, please, please, yeah. please. Love me the dog was like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was thinking about that because I was walking my dog and a uh, stranger started petting him. And I'm like, how do I wash my dog Like, in case yeah. that person had it? Shit. You have a very cute dog. Thank you. Yeah, he's a giant Newfoundland. Oh. His name's Bear. Wow. Bear. Where, where's Bear tonight? He's hanging out in the apartment waiting for dad to come didn't home. Didn't bring him yeah. here, huh? <laughs> yeah. Just didn't want to have some joy, I see it. No, um, I just didn't want everyone to pet him, and then I, I have to like, oh, disinfect wait, him okay, when better I have reason. <laughs> wait, so should you wash your dog how often? I'm not a vet. I'm not going to go to <laughs> Yeah, that. that's fair. That's fair. I was like, no, oh, I, I don't know. Every night? I wash him once no. a month. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of shampoo dries dog skin out. But with the virus, yeah. I guess... The, Maybe I don't That's know. That's the next podcast. <laughs> Tune in next week where we find out if we should be. Please direct those questions <laughs> to your yeah. primary care. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. So once the dust settles around this whole outbreak, what is next for you? Next is to conquer TV land. Oh, we've, we've done YouTube. Uh, now we're getting some ideas out there of TV world, trying to see how we can battle misinformation. Yeah, maybe the Netflix. I was gonna say of the world. a Netflix yeah. series makes perfect sense. Right, yeah. I can see that for you. Hollywood. We love TV. Expensive. Yeah. Yes. Tough. Well, we will only wish that that happens for you. Yeah. One, um, once we make it through this corona drama. We will do it right. together. Alert, yeah. not anxious. That's the story. Alert, Sorry, not anxious. Alert, not anxious. Tattoo that on your lower back. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for stopping that. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. And do you want to remind us one more time where we can follow you? Yeah, Dr. Mike uh, on all the platforms. Just remember, doctor is spelled out. Thank you to Dr. Mike for taking the time to educate us on health and hygiene. And as always, a very special thank you to the freaky listeners for tuning in. We'll be back next week where we will be announcing and discussing Paper's top secret spring cover star. Ooh, top secret spring cover star. <laughs> <laughs> if you love internetity or even slightly enjoy it, or even if you hate it, honestly, please be sure to like it, subscribe, and share with friends. Until next time, we'll miss you. And please wash your grubby little paws. Wow. God. <laughs> <laughs>